1: And we're back to break down our favorite team, of course, the Boston Celtics here at Causeway Street Podcast. I'm joined by uh, my co-host, Joel, and uh, three wins, three losses after the first two weeks of the season. What do you have three down, baby? That's a 500 team. I that's, got, that's, I that's what we want, right? I ain't got nothing wrong with that's that. That's a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, right?
0: Well, this <laughs> right. team could easily be 5-1 or 4-2, either way you look at it, in terms of the Toronto game, obviously. Right. The Indiana, well, not the Indiana game. They won that game, but the, but we're uh, gonna be saying that all season. Yeah, like, of course. That's, 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 that's gonna the gonna type, type of team, team that we're dealing with here. And, and the Dallas game is another one that comes to mind. Like right, those those are these are the type of games that they're gonna go down to the wire. And the characteristic of this team so far is they need to be able to hold on to big leagues. And that's gonna be the difference of thirty-five to forty wins. That window. If they make the playoffs or not, I'm still under the impression that they're going to battle for a spot. It's not guaranteed, but they're going to be battling come April.
1: What do you think? I think it's safe to say this is an impressive start. To, to you know, a three and three doesn't look as great on paper as, as one would assume. You would think you know a, a better looking team would be four and two or or even or even five and one. But like you said, that could have been the case. You know, um, most impressive win obviously would be against Chicago uh, this this past weekend. And he's talking about being out two point guards going up against this one of the best, if not the best team right now in the Eastern Conference, in the Chicago Bulls. And the Celtics came in there and they not, they not only won the game, but they were in control throughout the entire what I want to say about at least forty minutes of the game. They were in control in their house at the United Center. And um, the one person that I have to say shined the most would be Evan Turner. You know, this is a guy who who couldn't stop turning the ball over when he when he's playing you know playing his new uh, position at point guard, and he only had two two turnovers on Saturday. It okay. also led the team to scoring and made some big plays down the stretch. So very,
0: very impressive. Six assists, like you said, only two turnovers, considering all the turnovers that he had against the uh, the Pacers right. and against Toronto. I was, I was surprised that Stevens went with him to start the game. I really thought Phil mm-hmm. Presley was going to be the yeah. starter. And well, I mean, the guy,
1: the guy had, what, I think six turnovers in the end uh, of game? You know, he didn't look great with, the, you know,
0: holding on to the ball
1: or no. controlling the ball. It seems, like he was,
0: it seems like he was forcing passes. Like it seemed he, like he like just he had to just get rid of
1: it. It seemed like he's just been really anxious this entire, you know, two-week stretch. And I, I feel like he's hes almost digging ahead of himself before he, he makes his, his moves, you know. So, of course, that's thats when you make turnovers. That's when you – i see, the thing about Evan I feel like he, he's seen the way uh, – you know, everyone else has kind of uh, been in sync with each other, and I feel like he's just been trying way too hard to just be the guy that he knows that he he's can fortunate. be a, a, on this team. You know, Evan Turner, someone that can you know be a seventeen point scorer. You know, he, he's been that guy before, so I, I feel like he's just he had to you know take a deep breath, came into Chicago and and played played a hell of a game. He really did, and he wasn't the only one. You know, we're talking about seven players in double figures on Saturday. Um, the one guy who I loved, who I got you know who. I would have given the Tommy War to, so to speak, it would be uh, Zeller. I Tyler thought, Zeller. I thought Tyler Zeller was was phenomenal. His best game as a Celtic so far. Um, we're, we're finally starting to see, you know, the, uh, the, the 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 inside presence that we've wanted that we've desired since last season, and uh, he he was that guy to uh, to, to not only um, to finish around the hoop, but also defend in the paint. He looked great.
0: Yeah, with Tyler Zeller, he can get to the free throw line. He's a good free throw shooter he's someone that loves to pick and roll like he, you, he, could, he was pick and rolling the Bulls to death mm-hmm. and the limited time the limited minutes that he's had so far this season have been pretty productive he's I think coming into the Bulls game he was what 12 or 14 on field goals mm-hmm. he's not putting up a lot of field goals a lot, a lot of shot attempts I meant to say but when he does it's he's, he's, he makes it at a high percentage and the difference between him and Olinik, Olinik has a, he's a better perimeter shooter, and he gives a different option. And I think that's why he's going with Olinik more. He's starting Nick uh, Stevens is starting Nick. but I think towards the end of the games, you might might consider going with with Zeller or even Brandon Bass because I Olenek, even though Olinik has a, had a double double inside his game, he could have cost us the game too. In terms of missed, the missed defensive assignments, he did the same thing against. The Pacers could have cost us that game as well. I'm saying us that we play for the team. Could have cost the Celtics the game as well, but I think as long as you get the W, there's little things that you can improve on. The offensive rebound, the huge offensive rebound when he kicked it to Green in the Chicago game, Oladipo. That was very key. He hit clutch free throws, but there's some of these little missed missed defensive assignments that he needs to work on. And I think towards the end of the games, Stevens might consider going with either Tyler. Tyler Zeller or, or even Brandon Bass. Brandon Bass had a great last two games and no one's talking about it. Yeah, I think um
1: I, I would like to see Bass in the end of that game. Um just because of uh like you said for defensive purposes. I said and, the end for a rebound. In the, in the, in the end in the game, right. Yeah. Um but
0: I feel like right now Olenek is he's he fits well in the starting lineup. I, I like him. No, and, he did. I'm not saying don't no start him. I'm right. not saying don't no start him. I'm saying like towards the end of the game, you know, remember remember Perk, right? Just to give an example. Remember Perk? Perk was never was rarely in at the end of games during those during those doc river years he was a starter always been a starter but towards the end of the games he was a he was a uh, I say most of the time he was in the game I mean there were certain situations where you
1: you had to keep Hosey in the game you needed that threat that yeah. three point threat but I, I see what you're saying like um, for
0: for for free throw purposes I'm not saying Clint is a free throw he's not a good free throw shooter but right. like you're looking for it's a game to game basis and I think in the in the Chicago game um you you brought up a good point before before, you know, we got on we started recording here, was Noah was out of the game in those last two minutes. Talk about Joaquin Noah. For whatever reason, Thibodeau decided to just stick with, with Gasol and I guess maybe Brad Stevens saw that as an option, as an as a a great chance to keep Olnick in the game as another seven footer. And even though he wasn't defending uh Gasol, but Gasol he he, so I think I think it's was playing the four at that point. I don't know who I don't. Know, I wasn't sure who was playing the center, but Noah was not in the game the last two minutes for whatever reason. And he decided, and brass even decided to to, to stick with Olinick. I don't know. I think Olinick needs to work on his his one on one defense. Is uh, Noah went to double team? I don't think he's he knows when to double team. I think he just well, whoever has the ball coming in to the lane, he'll just jump out and just leave his man. Like in the Indiana game. He was leaving uh, Luis Scola open. And Luis Scola, is a, he's a good outside shooter. Mm-hmm. He's a decent outside shooter, but mm-hmm. he was leaving him open. He was leaving uh, Sloan open. He was leaving Hibbert open. And in the Chicago game, another play I wanted to bring up where I think he could have cost us the game, cost us the game, was when he fouled Brooks, shooting. A, a, it, was, it was ruled that he was shooting a two and not a three, but he jumped when all he had to do was just, he's seven feet tall, right? All he had to do was just keep his hands up, and he jumped and knocked Brooks down. He pump faked and Olnick went for it. And you you don't have you don't have to jump out to the perimeter and 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 and, and, and try to block by getting him coming off your feet a, a, a under six foot guard shooting a three ball. Could have been a three ball. Could've made all three free throws and it would have been a different could have been a different game going forward. But that's just some of the things that I've seen with Olnick in terms of defense, towards the end of the game, towards the down the stretch game, that it could go either way. Are we saying Olenek now? Is, is, is what is it? Saying? Is it Olenek? <clears> or? I, I say Olenek. I, Olenek. You're right. You know what? I've like, heard both. You're right. I don't know if it's the Canadian I know something team. about yeah. Olenek. I, I, no, I, I'm not. You know, I've heard I've heard that before, but like phonetically, when you yeah. rhyme, when I'm typing it, and it's like Olenek. I just say Olenek, but it could be Olenek. You're right. I think it might be. Like
1: I that. feel like that that's the one that stands out the most though. So I I stick with. Olenek, but when I hear Olenek, it always makes me kinda of cringe. I'm like, come on, man, it's Olenek. I mean it's it's Olenic. See, and now you got me confused. I don't uh, even know yeah, what it mean, is. I don't
0: know. <laughs> so some somebody let us know, is it Olenek or Olenek? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is that extra C or only I mean, well, it's not even a C in his name, it's just a K, but I don't know. I was
1: confident in, in saying Olenek, but now you got me, you know, thinking twice here. But no, um hey he's been he's been doing he's been doing fine. Honestly, I, I think that um, he he does mess up on defensive assignments here and there. He gets a little bit lost, but um he'll he'll figure it out. Um, also, Bass, Bass is starting to to starting to get that jump shot going, so maybe you know he can earn his, himself uh, into the into the lineup late in games. But but we'll see we'll see. Um, one thing I wanted to um, talk about right off the bat was um was the uh, the back to back wins. Let's just let's just start right there, you know.
0: Yeah, that was this second was, night of a back to
1: back on the road. Yeah, and the Celtics go two and zero. You know, um, looking at the calendar before the season started, I wouldn't wouldn't have predicted that. Honestly, I would have said you know if we, if they're going to win one. You know, one of these games, but winning both that, that that's impressive for, for this this young team. Uh, especially, however, especially without Rondo and Smart, right? Exactly. You know, losing Smart, which is something that I you know, I, it looked a lot worse. You know, watching him. Being carried off in a stretcher but when he, when you see the replay it looked like a two to three week injury or so because the way you looked like just a bad uh, uh ankle sprain and luckily that's exactly what it was so it wasn't a fracture um, we, we can't expect to see smart at least by next month at some point I want to say I don't know if they're gonna rush him back right away or uh, I mean they sh- they
0: should see how he see how he responds yeah they should just take his time he should just take his time obviously i know he's excited to you know play in his rookie season he's been kind of like this teams six man so far his his defense has been like ridiculous to me for a rookie he just he just gets it when it comes to on-ball defense and the little the little amount of time that we've seen him with rondo and bradley in at the same time it's like whoa like this the defense on uh, uh, just those three alone together in the game at the same time can, at times can be a headache for the opposing team so you know, get get well soon, but you know, come back play. I mean, take your time coming back. Don't rush it because it can get it can get worse. You know, Bradley would tell you mm-hmm. if you if he's talking to Bradley. I hope he knows because that the the ankle injury that kept Bradley out of a good amount of games last year, he kept rushing it coming back early, thinking that it it was okay and he would re re it again. And and it's just it's annoying because those are those those are those type of injuries that like. They don't get, if you don't heal them, if it doesn't heal right the very first time, it can just, it can ruin your season. Really ruin your season. Right. What do you think is best game in so far this season? Marcus Smart? Yeah. Holy crap. I would have to probably say, I think, the, I think the Toronto game, even though they lost the game. You think? I think the Toronto game. I was going to say the Dallas game. God, I wanted to win that game. Yeah,
1: man, what a well, comeback by this team! He'll
0: probably tell you the Dallas game if you would have asked. Yeah, him. right. He's got his home well, his, hometown, his Yeah, right. his family was there. He knows his On his display. parents were watching. You know the the clutch the clutch uh, pass at the end there yeah, to yeah. to to Green. I mean to Solinger. The three pointer and Dirk's right. face that was that was huge. The yeah, heads huge. up
1: passed over to Bradley. Yeah. Man, that was just a great game. I mean um, Bradley's career high thirty point game. Uh, we got. Almost the, the biggest comeback in Celtics history huh. it would have been a thirty one point comeback. That, well, they got that, it down they fell to just one, short.
0: and then Bradley makes that last free throw. You know, when he when he had to go to the line for three shots, the, the game was tied. This is tied. It's a tie game. It's a tie right. game. It's a tie game right there, and they, that's the thirty one point comeback is complete. I'm, I remember watching that game, and I was like, "Yo, Dallas is good, but to go to to come out like that, they came out flat compared to." The way that they had come out against Houston, like the, you, they thought, I thought that they it would have been a, such a, a better all around game, and that they learned a good valuable lesson in Houston. Like you can't just you, just you can't expect to always climb out of a hole, and then it seemed like it was an even bigger hole against Dallas. And it was like for the average basketball fan who switched the channel probably after the first quarter, and then switched back like holy holy hell! Like how did this happen? They came out, they came back. You know, if you, you you kept you kept watching this team, and it was just like not just one guy who was just doing it. I mean, even though Green was the only player in the first half of that game that it was just, you could tell he was on, like from the first dunk, mm-hmm. from the first like assist that he got from. He was from the only Rondo, consistent player. He was the only consistent right. player the whole the entire game. Right. And then Bradley started picking up towards the end of the first half, and then he 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 was like a batter of hell in the second the second half. Just, I'm telling you, when it when when it comes to. To a a clutch shooter or or just like an automatic two points from the from the from the perimeter, Bradley is the first guy since since just since your boy number twenty there to just you know that's going to be a ninety percent chance of him making those shots, and he's and he's so confident right now in shooting the ball and playing defense, he's like I think he's the Celtics' best two way player.
1: And if you guys are wondering who number 20 is, he's referring to Ray Allen. Yes, yeah, I don't, will I don't not, not say his name. I, I will not say his name. I
0: don't, <laughs> I don't know that guy anymore.
1: Yeah, he's, he's been um, their most, most consistent shooter. Yeah, easily. Um, that, that was my favorite game of the season so far. I think that Bradley is, uh, is someone that's going to be, you know, he's just going to get better. and He's just earning that contract that he signed. He well, really is.
0: To quote, to quote KG a few years ago, they played with griton Balls in that second half. Because <laughs> yeah. that first half, I don't know what the hell they were doing. It was only only Green was, was was the only one and if they had lost the game by 30 some points, no one would have talked about how Green mm-hmm. was performing the way everyone wants him to perform on a nightly mm-hmm. basis. I think he's been pretty consistent this year when we talk about his game in general and how it was last year up and down, up and down. But this year in the first six games, I think I think he's, I, I think he's been, he's been he's been shutting up his critics in terms of consistency, more rebounding. And playing with with heart, Jeff Green. I agree. I agree. Um, Jeff was.
1: I was thinking he was gonna be more uh, more laid back and, and kind of you know fade to the, you know kind of be the Jeff Green that we've seen last season. But he's he's shut me up so far this season. He's been uh, our best player, all around player. If you, you're talking about stat stat wise, um, leading the
0: team, leading the team in scoring. Right. He's had 20, 20 points a game so far in the six in the six uh, games. His rebounding is up. He's around, it's around five rebounds a game. His shooting is up as well. He's mm-hmm. up. He's up. He's up in the in the high forties compared to his career average of about forty four. But let me let me let me throw this Wait, out to Has here. he been our best player though? No, but I'm don't saying know. now I'm starting to think I I like Bradley.
1: But if you're talking about stat wise, and we're talking about overall, you have to say Rondo because Rondo's leading the leading the team in, in, in rebounding, assist, and steals. That's the that's the third one. Oh, okay. You know?
0: Well, overall, overall player or just offensive player? Offensive player. Okay. Offensive player... Okay, yeah. Jeff
1: Green averages more points. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: he's not averaging... Toronto's no, averaging, averaging more rebounds. It.
1: Give it to both of them. <laughs> him and Bradley. Green,
0: Green and, Bradley. and Bradley.
1: Green and Bradley. Okay. And, and Bradley's just cashing in on that, con- that contract, man. I still can not get over the fact that people were complaining about you know how much money he was going to make this season and how much money the Celtics had invested into him. Because well, he's worth it. He's, he does it. He does it on both ends. That Dallas comeback... He he, you know, has a career high thirty points, and then he makes you know two big steals at the end of the game. What I love the most about that game, I, I'm gonna get off this game, you know,
0: <laughs> at some point, but I just want to
1: get this out there. What I love the most about this game is that the Southers were down by eight. After they came back, they crawled back into it. I think they cut it down to five, I believe, with about two two and a half to go. Um, Parsons, who couldn't miss a shot, makes a, th- a huge three pointer. Celtics so call timeout. About two minutes left, two oh eight. You mm-hmm. know, you would have thought the air was like taking right. Out you would have thought the team would have would have said, okay, you know, we made a great great effort. Game over, you know. But no, they come back in and they cut the game. They cut the lead. uh The uh, Dallas's lead after after two big turnovers, or after two big steals, I should say, and uh two huge layups. One was uh one the the steal went from Smart, and then the second one was. I don't know if it was a bad pass or he fumbled it.
0: Actually, Bradley. No, Bradley hit it. Bradley hit smart, it. Smart heads up. Practice. Bradley took off. Exactly. And then Smart. Smart, passed, smart it was a pass. perfect
1: pass for a layup. Boom! Just like that, four point game. And that happened in less than a minute. And they just they really stuck with it, man. That, that was a that was a great game. But no, Bradley was the was the one who who I feel like was that fourth quarter was his. He was the one that that was doing it on the defensive end. Was you know obviously scoring because he he reached his career high in, in, in points. And when you have a player like that in the backcourt, it, it's really, when you have, put it this way, when you have three players in the backcourt who are defending well, there's a reason why Stevens had three guards in his starting five going up against a, a, such a tall team in the Dallas Mavericks, okay? You have Parsons, you have uh, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, you have uh, Chandler. Chandler. Two seven-footers. Two seven-footers and, and a Parsons, which is like a... It's like 6'9", I think? He's he's like... With his with his wingspan, he's like you know six ten almost because of his. He's just a, just a long player. I call him you know just those those type of players that are only they're six nine but they just they look like they're almost seven feet because of their their presence at their position. But that's almost three seven footers you have, But when you have that much that when you have good defense coming from your guards from your backcourt, you almost can't switch up that lineup. And and Stevens made a made a great decision in, in, in sticking with those three guys in that in that. You
0: know, that last that final stretch
1: yeah. of the game against a team like the Dallas Mavericks.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bradley could have easily been a Tony Allen. When I say that, Tony Allen is a great—he's a great cut player. Like he's easily can get to the hoop. But what was Tony Allen's biggest concern? What were what, what, what Celtics fans concerned with, with Tony Allen? He wasn't a big. He wasn't a great shooter. Bradley's mm-hmm. could have been like, you know what? I'll just keep cutting to the hoop. Right. I'll cut all day. And that man, was that was his Mo. Was doing, that, that was, was Mo. When
1: he first, you know, was getting playing time, when yeah. he was, you know, yeah, getting himself into the starting lineup, that was his, you know, his bread and butter. His, his yeah. backcourt. Obviously, his, his defense was yeah. just like like you said, like Tony Allen. Yeah. That's a great comparison, right? His cuts,
0: but, his cuts to the hoop were phenomenal in two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Right. So he said, "How can I keep myself in the starting lineup?" You know, KG and, and Pierce might not be here. How do I continue to improve as a starter, developing my my outside shooting, not necessarily being a three-point shooter, which he is now, but just all his overall perimeter shooting. And he's done that every single year since he became a starter in 2012. He's been doing that gradually every single year. Obviously, his injuries, shoulder surgery, his ankle injury last year, kind of like set him back a little bit. But he's come out so far like gangbusters, shooting the ball from the three well, confident in shooting that shot. Like every time he shoots it now, I'm like, oh, all right, that's that's like automatic, and and like and 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 he and he's developing a, his form is so smooth now. Mm-hmm. Like he can come down, he can come down the court, and like Ronald can can if he doesn't see anybody open, and 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 Bradley's the trailer. He's like, here you go, guy. Like just mm-hmm. let it up, and and that's what and that's why he's. I think the Celtics' best two-way player right now, offensively and defensively. And he's putting up those shots in, those, in the last few games. He's putting up the shots that are keeping the Celtics alive in these games. Him and, 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 and Jeff Green taking it more inside as well. Like, this, this combo is good. But let me pose a question about Jeff Green for you real quick. You think the way he's playing now, if he continues this up to the rest of the season, like the, the aggression and the, and the heart, Overall, the heart of him like staying in these games, and I, mean, I don't know, I don't know if you remember seeing his post game interview when uh, they lost to the Raptors. He was pissed. He was upset. Like I had never seen Jeff Green upset about anything the way he was upset that day. That like, yo, this game was ours. I can't believe we lost this game. I can't believe we let this team back in. This team isn't as good as 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 they've been showing on paper. If he continues like this this wavelength that he's been going so far. Do you think it's because he's concerned about being traded? You know, he's trying to up his value because he has a player option next year. Do you think that if he stays at the 20-point mark, becomes an all-star, let's just say that, right, Point it out that he becomes an all-star, he's a 20-point scorer, and he said, you know what, I could make more money. I'll opt out, doubt. become a free agent in the summer of 2015. It's going to be a great summer for free agents. Let me see. Let me test free agency and see what happens. Do you think that that's in the back of Jeff Green's mind right now? I think it has to be. I think every single
1: player, if if you're if you're in Jeff Green's shoes, that has to be in the back of your mind because you know that this you're in a point of your career where you're you're gonna make your your last big contract. Okay, you know at, at this age, that four five year you
0: know contract. Or, or like maybe his first near to max deal. Exactly. Right. You know. Because with his first and probably only, yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. Because this was his big, this was only his big, his first big contract right now. The one he's currently in, mm-hmm. the four year, what was it 36 million? Mm-hmm. It nine million a year, mm-hmm. 36 million. Pretty simple contract. A lot right. of people didn't think he, you know, he deserved that, especially after the heart surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it had been remaining to be seen what he could do. No Rondo, right. because Rondo went down half of, half of the year in 2013, right. and people were still with the question marks like, is this dude worth nine million dollars a year? And, and if he continues on this path that he's going in terms of all-star numbers, you know, 20 points a game, number one scoring option, could he make more money if he goes into the free agent market? Like, those are questions that he might have in the back of his mind. Say if he gets traded. Say if he goes, he goes to a contender, mm-hmm. just for the sake of argument. He goes, to, he, goes, he goes, I don't know, Oklahoma City. He goes back to Oklahoma City, right, just for the sake of argument. He, they, you know, they pick, they pick him up. He, he knows I'm a rental player. They're not going to extend me. Mm-hmm. I got to play my ass off to get a good deal because I have a player option. Celtics fans should should ask themselves, is this dude a part of the future? Because he's always in trade. Everyone's available right now, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Rondo's price obviously is a lot higher than everyone else's, but everyone's available to be traded this season. And Jeff Green has to consider all options at this point, and Danny Age, if he can, if he sees an upgrade down the line, I don't think he's gonna think twice in and and trading Jeff Green, for example, right? So no, think, no, I, I get I get
1: what you're
0: what yeah. you're saying, but you're
1: saying like you think he's is playing that, is that why he's playing this well? Yeah, like, yeah that's the question.
0: It's like yeah, you think that's why he's playing this well? That yeah. he could eventually he could see himself opting out this year and getting more money either from the Celtics or somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, the, the way I look at it is
1: in the, in the NBA. Most players, you get you get three contracts. All right, you get your rookie deal that you start with. You get your second year deal, or well, your second contract, which is like the uh, what Bradley just signed. Okay, you got mm-hmm. a player who, who's a few years in. He's earned his, his You know, he's he's an everyday player. Okay, yeah, so you have that, young that's vet. That's your exactly. You're a young vet. You're an everyday player. You're not somebody that's gonna. You know, you're you're a starter. You're not a, a coming off the bench, signing a two year deal. It's like, okay, it's your second one. And then there's the third one. There's the big one, close to max or max deal, depending on how talented you are. Jeff Green right now is obviously a starter. He's obviously someone that has the potential of of being a. He's he's a scorer, okay. He's a. Let's just say that he's a 17, 18 points a, points per game scorer, okay. You look at someone like let's say um, Chandler Parsons, right? Mm-hmm. Parsons signed a huge deal over the, over this summer, right? Huge. Huge deal. Two years ago, I don't think Chandler Parsons make that much money. Would, would would have anyone would have given him that kind of contract? No. But after last season, after playing on a team like uh, like the Rockets, playing on a on a on a playoff team, on a, on a team uh, alongside you know James Harden and and uh, and Dwight Howard, he was able to score. You know, he was able to to be an every uh, eighteen point game score, nineteen points per game score. Somebody who had huge games, who who went off some some games. Jeff Green had a couple of those games last year, correct? Definitely, right? 30, Definitely. 30 plus games, so forty five points. Yeah, go ahead. When when you put it that way, Jeff Green could be one season away, like you said, this season away
0: from from getting a deal like
1: Traylon Parsons got
0: over the summer. Yeah, not exactly a max deal, but close. Close to it, right? Like in between between what he's getting now and 14 million, fourteen, let's say. Yeah. 14, may, yeah, million, maybe he you know, might even he might three, recommend like thirteen, 15, three, thirteen units, 15 right.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. So if you're Jeff Green, you're like, hey, this is it. Yeah, and and you made a perfect point about the way he he, he was at the way he, uh, the way his attitude was after we lost the um, the, Toronto, the game. Toronto game. That's someone who I think is taking accountability, and that's something that I've wanted from Jeff Green from from the the, the moment we heard that Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett were trading. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wanted to, to see this guy not only, you know, be consistent on the basketball court, not only not only um, perform, but be take be vocal. Be vocal, you know, take accountability. Ronda was out, you know, show us, show Celtics Nation that look, I'm I'm the leader now. I'm the guy who's going to, you know, take, you know, the tough questions, take responsibility, answer the tough questions after the game, you know, explain what happened out there when when we lost you know, what was it, seven in a row, whatever, how many games we lost in a row last season during that the, the biggest losing streak that we had last season. And I think he's he's that, he, but he, he, I was it was like thirteen something like I that. I was giving us a break I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of some slack. You know, but um that that's that's all that's all you can ask for. Join leadership and and just holding yourself accountable. And and that's that's something that we've seen six games in. You know, it's a very small sample size. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I don't I've Never been that good, that great at math, but I want to say what maybe ten percent of the season, and I, I believe so, give or take. It's still early,
0: but hey, we look good. Yeah, I mean for what we have. I hope we can. We I look, hope we can look, continue, look like a good team for whatever reason that Jeff Green for a is playoff team. Yeah, good team. Definitely team. Yeah. good team. Yeah,
1: playoff team is a good team, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. In the Eastern Conference, good. playoffs is playoffs. Maybe not so
1: much, but playoffs is playoffs. playoffs is playoffs, right? Playoffs is playoffs. Like I said, from the top, you know, five hundred team. We can be a 500 team by the end of the season. 90% of the way, we can still be a 500
0: team. No, that, definitely. That's,
1: a, that's almost a 7-6 seed, maybe, in the Eastern Conference.
0: Well, do you think the goal is to make the playoffs this year? You know, last year, Stevens, not Stevens, Ainge said that that was not a goal, to make the playoffs. I, if Ainge just asked the same question right now, what do you think AJ's answer would be is, 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 is the goal to make the playoffs this year I think it, it should be
1: yeah I, I think last season that that was necessarily the goal and, and it was in, let's be honest last season was just about getting talent and, and, and making Rondo be healthy right working on Rondo and and, and you know taking care of your, your salary cap and putting yourself in, in good position to, to make the next step not, not a leap or stride at well, well basically
0: I look I look at it in two two, 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 two things right? One, this is Rondo's contract year, right? He's going to be a free agent. So some, some, some people say trade Rondo, start again, let Marcus Smart run the offense. Why, do, why did the team quote unquote tank last year if not for a player like Smart mm-hmm. to be the future? Mm-hmm. Okay? That's one. Two is you get rid of Rondo and then you tank again, right? Quote mm-hmm. unquote tank again. For what though? Right? Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be a deep draft this year, so then why, why would you want to tank again mm-hmm. second time around? Why would you sign somebody like Evan Turner? Why would you bring in another big foot, uh, seven foot center and Zeller? Why are you bringing in all these pieces if you want to tank again? Why, don't you, why weren't you keeping the team similar to last year if you were planning on tanking again? Why, why, why have Rondo come back early if you were going to tank again this year? So these are the type of things that I don't understand when people say, oh, the Celtics should just tank again and be the same as they were last year. Well, they definitely didn't start off this year, last year, the way they did this year. They're 3-3. Three and three. They could have been 5-1 and one or 4-2. and two. This team is, in my opinion, night and day from the way they started a year ago. So, just, in, just in general. Just not, in general. Not just, not only, you know. Uh, not just record-wise. Record-wise. Whether right? they want to make the playoffs, or they just, just want to have a better season or just feel good about themselves. This team is different. Brad Stevens is coaching completely different. I see Brad Stevens another guy this year. Uh, what do you think of Rondo so far? I know he didn't play in the Chicago game. Uh, that's one game he's missed out of the six. What do you think? What do you think? He, he, has he been the same Rondo as we've seen in the past, or does he need to improve or some or some things?
1: Uh, he's not the same Rondo. Uh, I think he's still getting back into it. I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly, but I, I just like we we've seen him. We've seen him miss a lot of layups, which is something that's just not like Rondo. I, though. um, I don't know if it's a mental thing or if it's something that's still... Uh, something, you know, that, that's... He's, trying to get hit he's or, afraid to get hit. He's afraid to get hit. Just thinking too much about his left hand. I don't, I don't know what it is. But yeah, he's missing missing layups. Um, defensively, he's he's been bugging me a little bit, man. He's been... I mean, his team defense is there. When you put him alongside someone like Bradley, and like I said, the, the three, smart. I that that three—I call him that—the the three backcourt, the three-man backcourt with Smart, it's it's much easier to uh, to you know fall back and, and help out on, on team defense. But his one-on-one defense is killing me, man. Lowry—he just—he couldn't stay in front of the guy when he when he played against Toronto. That was the biggest problem that that, that the Celtics had, and he's the reason, honestly. At, I give it to Lowry. Is the reason why we lost that game in the fourth quarter because no one could stay in front of him and and and
0: DeRozan, the fouls the Rosen into uh, towards the end.
1: Bad defense leads to fouls, and yeah. you you can't do that against Toronto. Toronto can they get to the free throw line? That's how they that's how they believe it or not. Lowry is top three in in free throws attempts. Did you know that? I, I didn't know, know that I until know going it. into that game. I, I found that out, yeah. and well, that's how he gets and, half his points. And then he proved it to me. You know, I found that out before the game, and then he he showed me why he's. Why he's that high and, and, and getting to the free throw line behind players like Kevin Durant and and, and of course LeBron James, but yeah, I um, don't no, actually I think it's Durant, Harden, and, and James and then him, something, something like that. But he's 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 up there. Um, that's my only concern with Rondo at this point is it, can you can you stay in front of your man? And I was I was really really looking forward to this big test, in in, in Derek Derrick Rose because that was gonna be because you we we know and when. when when Rondo plays a Westbrook a Rose a Paul to Ron Williams, he's another he's another defender he's he's he kicks it up a notch so I was really excited to, to see that happen but uh, didn't happen obviously um, Chicago sat sat uh, Rose Celtics had to sit um, Rondo he was he was getting a screw um, out of his out of his injured hand
0: sounds kind of weird when you say it that way but yeah that's pretty much what it is right pretty much yeah he had he has some uh... but Hopefully we'll we'll see that in two weeks. Um, yeah, surgical procedure. I actually went well so you shouldn't miss any more games. Those type of things they, yeah. they get scheduled and it's not right. like the doctor's like, Oh, you have a game that day? Okay, we can't we can't you right. know, we can't we can't do the procedure. I don't now. think there's any doctor in the league that would say, Oh
1: wait, no no, no you're playing you're playing Derrick Rose that night, man. Here we go I gotta see how you look against Jake Rose. Yeah, night.
0: we'll reschedule Rondo. <laughs> I
1: don't think yeah. they they take that kind of things into consideration, but we'll we'll see. We'll see when he comes into town. Um Rose should be hundred percent when Chicago when Chicago comes uh Two weeks from this Friday, it's a, and it's be, will be, it's be a couple and, weeks. and, and it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a great test. Another big test, this Friday, Cleveland Cavaliers come into town, and I have to. I want to ask you, because so I haven't, even. I, uh, I, I waited for the show, I,
0: I haven't asked you, yeah, I've, been, I'm, I've been wondering why, I was like, Yo, why hasn't he been asking me
1: about Cleveland so far? Joel and I, we, we talk, oh, boy did we talk basketball, we talk basketball night and day, Text messages. I'm talking about hundreds of text messages. Fans, fans, let me, let, me,
0: let me tell y'all something real quick, Causeway Street fans. <laughs> NBA League Pass, that's where it's at. Y'all need oh, to get NBA man. League Pass. Like, that's like the best thing in the world if you're a basketball fan. I know we talk about Celtics the majority of the time, but League Pass is where it's at. If you want to witness great games and have great conversations with other basketball fans. And then, really then say bye to your
1: Exactly. life. Right? Exactly, exactly. I haven't left the house since.
0: So. I've gone over my monthly text messages. I, I think I might have to go to like Unlimited because that's all me, me and Joe Sway talk about is basketball 24-7. <laughs> like it's, a, it's insane. If you guys, if you guys could just take a, have a glimpse of our, our text conversations about what's up with Oklahoma City. Uh, is Kobe still the, one of the greatest to do it? You know? Right, right. But no, what I was going to say, though, two weeks in, I haven't asked him to think about Cleveland
1: yet. No, that's true. You're right. So you're now not I'm not asking followers. you right now, what do you think about Cleveland? Are they in trouble? <laughs> Are they overhyped? Is it Look, too early? A little bit, All right. Um, so LeBron of staying in Miami one, as, as ESPN is overreacting I know, right? one, over the top. The
0: team is overhyped, and that's not the team's fault. That's ESPN's fault. Making concerts on uh, opening night and Jesus. having Kendrick Lamar come and... I don't think he's ever even been to Cleveland until that night. But the team is overhyped because everyone assumes having Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James come together, they didn't need anybody else. But my main concern about the Cleveland Cavaliers is their bench. Everybody knows in the last few years, the last few champions, San Antonio's, uh, the Miami Heat, the LA Lakers, the Celtics, their bench were key components into winning those championships. Besides Marion and besides Mike Miller, who else is coming off the bench for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Can you think of anybody at the top of your head, Sway? I can't. Who's coming in for Kevin Love? I don't know. Do you know? I have no. I have not a clue. Waiters now has been coming off the bench the last few games, mm-hmm. and Sean Marion has been the, in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Deon Waiters is not. Performing the way he should be performing. The problem is the assists on this team. Everybody wants to show what each person can do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no one is saying, that's, "Guys, that's, we got to play team ball here." That's my biggest concern with them. Yeah. And every time one of the one of the big three get the ball, the rest of the team just puts their hands on their hips and all like, "All right, yeah. you go for it, you mm-hmm. take it, and you shoot mm-hmm. the shot." They're not clicking right now. Mm-hmm. They're not clicking right. Now. It's a small sample size. I'm not gonna say, "Oh, right. they're done." <clears throat> They're not gonna, you know, be the one of to to the top. You Don't want teams. to sound like Sports Center. Right? Exactly. They're not gonna be we're, one of to 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 like the top Yeah, yeah. We're, well, the, the thing about Cleveland, we're about facts and not entertainment. The the, the,
1: the what it really boils down to what, what the problem is or quote unquote problem is that's going on in Cleveland is um, we don't know who they are. Who is this? That, team? That, that, they don't. They don't know. They even There's have no identity. no identity.
0: of this team. team. With Chicago, we don't know what with... they
1: do well. We don't know what they do. You know what, what kind of what kind of plays they run. We don't know new Spolstra style. You knew uh, what kind of defensive scheme they like to run, and how they, you know, they they kick their fast break on right out, right from the defense. We don't we don't know who this team is right now, and, and like you said, I, I see the same thing. You know, it's almost like they're playing like a huge pickup game, and and everyone is just kind of like trying to show the other guy, or just trying to carry the team so to speak and 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 that, that that's in the that, that's in the big three. That's love and, and Irving and it's just you don't see any uh but
0: it's not it's not so it's, much no team ball. It's not so much James is the one that's like, you know, I'll let me put the team on my back and go you know the team's gonna run as I go. It's not even much James. I think it's more Kyrie. It's weird. Kyrie's still playing as if his team is a bottom of the East. Yeah, but when LeBron gets the ball, though, the problem is that no one no one moves. Everyone's no, just no, like, okay, you're yeah. right. No, I understand that, but it's not Same like... As LeBron. Yeah, it's not like... But you see that, especially late yeah, in the fourth quarter. But it's not like LeBron is, get out of the way, I'm going to take over. Right, which is what he did a lot of the time exactly. in Miami. Yeah, and even early on in his Cleveland days. But I with, just, I with think Kyrie, I, Kyrie, Kyrie's not a first first pass point guard. He's never has been. Kyrie's about scoring and Kyrie's about like leading your team in points. So they got to find a way... To have him either change his game up a little bit, or if he's going to stay, still be that, then you're going to have to have James be your point guard again. His, their coach right now is is trying too many things at once. He needs to fix to one thing offensively, mm-hmm. you know, find out what what their what their offense should be and stick to that. Mm-hmm. And that's how the, that's how Cleveland needs to operate from here on out. Because look, why why is Chicago why is Chicago still relevant even when Rose is out? They know how to play even when Rose is it's not in the game. Their core players know, all right, this is the offense that we're gonna run. And when it comes to defense, man to man or or zone. And and even and even and, and going back to Cleveland, even even on defense, they don't know what's better. Zone or it really, or it really comes better. down to our, their identity. I, think, identity. I think that's their
1: biggest problem. Um, this coach, we don't we don't even know if this guy is. We don't even know what kind of schemes he likes to run. We don't well, that's the biggest game I think for, uh, the subs have to look forward to within the next couple of weeks. Um, OKC comes into town.
0: <clears throat> excuse me,
1: comes into town, which I think is a is a winnable game. For uh, tickets, tickets races. are down to
0: like fourteen bucks, guys. So whoever has enough tickets for that, you can go. Yeah, you can sit.
1: You can sit up in the balcony for you know seven bucks probably. You know, if if, uh, if you're lucky, you could probably get the last minute tickets. And people are just giving those away at this point. Oh, yeah, but, um, you could catch. Scalpers just begging for people to buy those seats down on Causeway. We don't condone by, by the way to go get tickets from scalpers. You know? No, not at all. Buy yeah. the legal way. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, that's the biggest game. You know, it's going to be a great test for the Celtics. Uh, they come into town on Friday, Phoenix, which is always a fun team to watch. I like watching them. Uh, they come into town next Monday, uh, so it's, it's going to be a, um, a, a good stretch for the Celtics. You know, if they can, the next three games they can go it's two a, two and one. That'd be great. Still a killer month though. Three and, three and o would be. Unbelievable. We'll see what happens. Uh, still a killer month, of course. We have San Antonio, the champions, coming into town at the end of the month. Chicago comes comes in um, to seek revenge. Uh, two f- two weeks from this Friday, and then uh, Portland, which is uh, another another good team in the Western Conference. They come into town. Still a tough month. Uh, subjects are at this point being three and three is is, is a great thing, and uh, we'll. We'll see what happens, man. We'll uh, we'll we'll check in with you get, with, with uh, you uh, listeners out there. Causeway Street Blog, of course. You know where, where to find us on Twitter. If you're listening to us right now, then you you found us. You know you must have you must have seen us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's Facebook We're all over.
0: Facebook.com/backslash Causeway Street Blog at Causeway Street for both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, SoundCloud. You can follow us and listen to all our other our other back. Podcast This is what episode five, so you can hear our other four at uh, soundcloud.com backslash Causeway Street Podcast. That's about that's about also it.
1: Find me on Twitter if you want any uh for, for all of you who don't have the lead pass, I'll keep you up to date on there. I'm at uh at Joe Sway, that's uh, J-O-E underscore s w a y one zero. At Joe Sway ten on Twitter. Thank you for joining us guys. Uh we'll talk to you soon. Causeway street.